a listener production. Hi, I'm Nat Kringudis. And I'm Cecilia Ramsdale. Welcome to The Wellness Collective, a podcast where we invite you to be part of our wellness community to share, learn and live better. Cecilia, we love podcasts. We love podcasts. You know, I was going to start this by asking you how how your balls are going. Whether oh, my you're, balls? You're juggling balls. <laughs> I have lots of balls, actually. <laughs> Why are balls funny to talk about? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, it, anyway, that's yes. where my brain's gone at this time of day. Yes. Anyway, no, we do love podcasts. We the, do, and we particularly love the community we get to create from podcasting. Yes. And this is why we're also very excited for our guests today because they share that same love of, well, podcasting and community. Absolutely. Well, we think they do anyway. We're just making that up. <laughs> well, no, I think they do because they, well, we can hear from them in just a second, but they are quite inspirational in that they found a gap in the market where there was no community and they just went about making one. Mm. So let's, without further ado, welcome to our podcast, Kate and Mandy from their podcast, Two Peas in a Podcast. Welcome. Hello. Hi, guys. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for coming. I just love the fact that Mandy's in the car, which is actually a really sound, safe. (laughs) I know. Yes, it's excellent to record in. That and the cupboard. a lot lot of interviews in the car. Uh, Yep. I Uh, always go to the car when it's all too crazy and, you know, you guys have got a lot more children than we're literally. Uh, you're we're at fifty percent of what you guys have got, <laughs> <laughs> but the car works. Doesn't matter how many kids there are around, the car always works. Lock the doors as well. <laughs> yeah, and someone will come up and and do this through the window, and I'll just be able to just say see you later. <laughs> but Mandy, it's it's not so great in summer when you're dying and you can't turn the car on and you need the aircon, but you're like, I'm sweating as I'm giving this interview. We've been there before. I know. I know what that's like. <laughs> that's so funny. Now, in case people haven't come across your podcast, although you your your channels are everywhere, which is great, give us a rundown on what Two Peas in a Podcast is about. Two Peas in a Podcast is just about really at the bare bones, it's friendship. It's the friendship between Mandy and myself. And that friendship was really um, solidified when we both had twins that had additional needs or disabilities. So we talked to heaps of parents. We talked to people living with disabilities um, and we just talk about our lives. All the things that we want, all the things that we're thinking, you're saying basically as mums, as, you know, uh, providers, carers, especially when it comes to kids that have different needs, um, which I absolutely love. And I can absolutely, I'm sure there's many mums that can resonate with with that um, on a daily basis. But it's more about the fact of just saying the things that everybody's thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we just thought no one was really talking about families like ours. And there's good reasons for that because we need to make sure that we're protecting our children's privacy and, and you know, the, the very strong and important movement of people with disabilities speaking for themselves. We just found as parents, we've got a lot to manage and we have to do a better job than the average parent, right? Mm. So how do we do that with, with not that much support? So as Kate and I have that within our friendship, 
we both have lots of friends with kids that are, you know, we will say we're on the road less travelled. And so we just thought, well, we could reach out to women all around the world and say we we understand some of the trickiness there is. And so come into our group and we'll help look after you because we're a little bit further down the track and we're not in the absolute trickiness of it. Uh, so, yeah, that's sort of what we were thinking. Well, how on earth, I mean, I can't even imagine multiple babies. Like... <laughs> Oh, that's a scary thought. I've thought about that and many you've got, times. You've got eight children between you. What, how does that divvy up? Um, well, I have five. So, and my twins are my special surprise. Oh, right. So you were going for a fourth and got an extra. Okay. Yes. <laughs> She's like, I wouldn't have done it the other way around. <laughs> no, no, I would have had two if they were my first. <laughs> Mandy was brave. She went back for a third. I did. We were talking Took about, me about five years, and I was very nervous to have twins again. But um, I thought, oh well, roll the dice. Have, let's have some more love in this family. I love that. So, yeah. But we were talking about that in another recording that we did. It's like you know, this the questions are always being asked by everybody else. Like, when are you getting married? When are you having children? When you're having another child, then you have your third and people are like, why did you have a third child? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I can't imagine when you get to five what people are saying. They just think you really uh, like kids. <laughs> uh, that people, it's it's funny because people are just really rude once you have a big family. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, um, I tell a story on the podcast about the very first time I took all five of my children out and so my twins were born prematurely so we didn't go a lot of places when they were really little because we were paranoid about them catching anything. Anyway, I was in the lift at Maya and this um, elderly German woman walked in and she just looked at me and she said, this is my worst nightmare. And I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> just being in the all lift? children just looking at her. <laughs> I just, 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 did you look at her and say, tell me how you really feel? Like, wow. <laughs> Speechless. I just, I was like, okay. <laughs> oh my god, that's yeah, hilarious. When you're, when you're a twin mom, you're constantly bombarded by those messages or any multiple birth triplets. I mean, you walk into the shops and it's boom. Next comment, boom. Yes. Oh, I always wanted twins. Boom. I had twins. Boom. I'm a twin. Like, you are, they, are they identical? Are they? Yes. Oh, one's bigger than the other one. They don't look like twins. Oh, just all of it. And so you'd sort of have days where I couldn't even face the shops because I knew I'd have to face all those comments the whole way along. We do. Other days I was really proud and I was happy to take them and I was like, I'm feeling in a great mood. Hit me, people. (laughs) Here's a pandemic that we haven't addressed. It's the pandemic of unsolicited feedback. Oh, yes. 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 We get a lot of it. (laughs) Yep. It and is. The, I think when you have twins, people also really like to find out, did you have sex to make these babies? <laughs> or, oh, well, I guess. So, yeah, all the time. Isn't that but fascinating? The sort of um, politically correct way of asking is, were they planned? Did you plan twins? Mm. So like, oh, did you have two eggs implanted? Um, so, yeah, I reckon I've been asked a 100 times <laughs> if they were naturally conceived. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's so rude, but people, that is one of the first things people say. Yeah. Can I ask a question um, of the gender of the twins? You can. (laughs) I've got fraternal girls. Yeah. 
I got identical boys. Right. Well, I want to add another layer to the the what we might. I don't know how Mandy, how old they are. This I actually have to say, I'm very excited to learn about you, you both of you, and I'm excited to listen to your podcast. And I haven't come across it, but whereas Cecilia is much more aware. Um, but I have um, my daughter's little best friends are twins. And they're all 13 and going through puberty. And I never really thought about the twins transitioning through that, getting periods, one getting one, one not getting what. Oh, I'm like, I haven't thought about this at all. But it's very interesting to um, to watch them and, and to watch how that, you know, two they're identical twins. Yes, yeah. but it's all happening differently. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't really share, but I could write a encyclopedia about it. That's right. Like it's just fascinating, right? I just think it's really another layer that probably no one's thought of. Yeah, well, not no one, no one that yeah. hasn't had twins. I wouldn't have thought about it. <laughs> I think you've thought yeah, about it. I, suppose, I was working with um, twins last night. I'm a sleep consultant. I did a webinar and they were all had babies under one. And I thought, oh, you know, there's so much more for them to get through, but you can only see that first year. And then you're like, there's always something new to learn. Totally. I actually um, had a lot of patients in my care last year that were having twins. It would seem to be, I don't know why, I don't know what was going on in the ethos, but we had a lot lot of pregnancies at the clinic and they were twins. Mm. And the mothers, you know, come in and show me their ultrasound and then I'm like, oh, wow, there's they're like, yeah, we know. So it's been interesting. But I also think that I've been watching them, um, you know, over the last year with their uh, pregnancies and births. And it's probably a really nice time to have twins when you don't really have to go anywhere or feel the pressure of getting two children or two infants out the house. Um, so that's been nice to watch. I can't imagine what that would be like. Outside of lockdown. Yeah, I know, right? Twins well, in lockdown. I think a lot of multiple birth parents feel isolated in that first year. Mm. So when the and then throw in having children with disabilities, we're already an isolated group. So when the pandemic first happened last year, we were like, "We've got this. We already know about being stuck in our houses." Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's it's uh, gone a bit too long. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about um, having children with disabilities or special needs, or however, however the the definition flows, because. Mm. I have, um, I wonder about why for such a long time it's felt like such a difficult thing for people to talk about. But all of a sudden I feel like, and the Paralympics this year is just like this golden light out there for people with other abilities. Like I am blown away by the people that are out there competing at the Paralympics. And because we do have more time to watch it, it's never had the coverage it's had this year. And I just think from a disability advocate perspective, it is just this beautiful golden moment for people with disabilities to stand up and go, look at me, look what I can do. Definitely. Yeah. And I think weirdly, um, social media has, it's like a seesaw of good and bad, a yin and yang, right? So there's so much perfection on social media. We're, you know, showing our beautiful, perfect families or our perfect engagement or whatever. And on the other side, there's actually people showing their real lives, right? So finally, people with additional needs, disabilities, they can have their own platform. They can have their own Instagram, right? And then we just realise, oh, they're just people. We're Mm. all just people. And they have bad days during the pandemic and good days during the pandemic. And they have times in hospital and times when they're out having a picnic. And I think we've just all realised that we're all people and none of us are the same. I'm not the same as you. You're not the same as me. We have different likes and dislikes. That's just the same as people with disabilities. Well, speaking as a parent, it's the same. And so I think 
that we're just more aware of it because people have a voice now that they never had. Like as four women here doing a podcast, like we do one and you do one, 20 or 30 years ago, there's no way. No. Like I'm 49. There's no way a woman my age would have had any of this sort of medium, right? So now we're just doing it. And I think that's the same for everybody. I do particularly love this conversation as well. I um I think that for two reasons. One, as a parent, also with a child with special needs, there was not that conversation out there when he was born. And and but also the perspective of somebody looking in and listening and being able to understand maybe a little bit more where they maybe couldn't ask questions to parents mm. that they're, you know, in their circle. Um, I think that that's particularly amazing. And I know when Geordie was little, we turned to Facebook groups to find stuff out and read stuff and learn stuff. And you had to really, and you know what, if reading's not your thing and interacting on Facebook's not your thing, there was nowhere else to go. And also I wanted to curate what I heard. I didn't want to hear the tragedies. I needed to hear the support and the stories of hope. Um, Exactly. Right. And so I just think that there's such an important work that you're doing in shedding light on that and talking about it um, to allow perspective on all fronts. I think that that's amazing. I would have loved your podcast (laughs) when he was born. (laughs) You are in the P tribe. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to join the P tribe. (laughs) Get yourself a T-shirt. I know, but I just think it is. Yeah, yeah. can we get merchandise? Um, but I do. We have merch. You well, do. I tell her that because she's forever wanting oh, merch. And I'm like, oh, gosh, just we'll one other that. thing we've got to add to the, add yeah. to the, you know, list of things Stops that we to need do. to do. Yes, exactly. Yep. That's a beautiful part of our community is that we wrote something. Would anyone like a mug? And then um, beautiful Carly is in our hangout said, my husband's a merch guy. He'll help you. And we were like, oh, Okay. And we've just had generosity after generosity from people in our community that are like, thank you. We're going to help you. That is why we have grown. That is why we have a book. That is why we were nominated for Australian of the Year. I love that. The two of us, but because of the people that just said thank you and Mm. we're going to, you're, you're helping us as well. And it's just been incredible. Mm. Yeah. This might be a bit of an obvious question, but how important is honesty, do you think? Well, I think it's actually everything and I think that's why people listen to us. Mm. So we have a really diverse listening audience. We don't just have parents of twins. That's who we thought was going to listen, right? We thought because we are podcast tragics, I probably <laughs> listen to four podcasts a day. Um, so we thought, you know, we'll we'll find our little group of people who are parents of twins with disabilities mm. and we do have lots of them and we love them. They're our, we call them our super peas, super right? Peas. <laughs> but we have such a diverse listening audience because Mandy and I just are honest and all of our guests are honest, right? And so we just talk about boring stuff to a lot of people and we say we're mediocre. We are mediocre parents. We do really <laughs> crappy things. We do not get it right and we do not give any advice on our podcast. No, right? Barbecue yeah, shapes for podcast. breakfast, yeah. Yeah, Good. that's right. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I just... A dog came in. Sorry, I better okay. get rid of it. Mediocre <laughs> 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 podcasters. Yes, I love that. 
I love, I love. Did you see that um, video the other day of the guy who was trying to do the weather report in, no. in Canada and his no. dog walked across the <laughs> green screen as he was oh doing God. it? It's really just cute. Nodded. I love it. <laughs> it worked sorry, from sorry. home. Everything, the world is caught up to us, right? Everything that, goes. Everything goes. It, totally. And our families, right, I'm sitting in the car because my daughter's on a Zoom in there. I, she'll start yelling at me if I'm too noisy. Yes. Also eating a packet of chips. It's just before, <laughs> all before 9 a.m. Like, yeah. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> we don't have to get up, but she's awake at 6.45 every morning. She wakes up the entire house. We, <laughs> we don't have to get up. She has to, to mm. for her own anxiety. You know, we're, we're just used to pivoting all the time. Yeah, we're getting, yeah. well, there you go. We're getting, becoming, you've got super peas in your tribe. I think we've got. Our super pivoters <laughs> just everywhere in yeah. in the in the in the community as well. Don't you think too? Um, going back to what you were saying, Kate, about um, you know a forty nine year old woman wouldn't have had a voice anywhere a few years ago. Not even twenty thirty years ago. Mm. I love though that there is this aspect to you guys and to us and and you know the women in that kind of age group. You get to a point where you just don't really give a rat's anymore. <laughs> It's true. And so, you know, you don't have to put your face on and you don't need to be stick thin and you don't, you could just be normal. You could just be yourself. And it's great. People are really embracing that because we, that's who we are. Well, that comes back to exactly what you were talking about. And the other thing, the other layer to that in being real, I think also real but vulnerable. Mm. I think that is the, the, um, the recipe for, uh, Creating that community is is the vulnerability and the the sharing of truth and not pre- pretending to be something that you're not and and honest. I think being honest just attracts attracts that. It's magnetic. I, I think authenticity is the word. And mm. so, if people hear me talk about the trickiness in their early years, hospitals and diagnosis and school and or, or Kate talking about school or the trickiness the really heartbreaking journey of her pregnancy you know that our listeners trust us they know that we've walked some of these paths that they have not all the same but but lots of similar ones and so they they trust us mm. what's been the most challenging thing for you in the last 18 months <laughs> I wish you could see Mandy's face then. Her eyes just went big. You just have to choose one thing. <laughs> just one. But well, as, as parents, like what I guess as parents, what's been the most challenging yeah. do you think for you? I, I think for me it's equal parts trying to get my boys to go to school on Zoom. So Melbourne, I think we're up to 212 days or 18 days of lockdown. <laughs> 70, 11, Stop counting, 70, really. 11 yeah. days. Yeah. yeah. Um, but most of those were not over school holidays, may I say. So we have done a lot of remote learning. Um, and when you have, so my boys, awesome, awesome kids, one has a scribe and they both have an aide at school. So no, they don't have that. They just have me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have been sitting scribing and may I just say that one of them is moonwalking back and forth in front of them. <laughs> 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 he's just like doing this. He's just, sorry for people who can't see, he's got his finger up like shush. And then he's just moonwalking because he knows I don't want him to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, living their best life because I'm not in class with them right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, they go wild when you're not there. That's the <laughs> other <know>. thing. <laughs> and then the other part that I found extremely hard and I'm finding hard every day 
is the loss of my support networks. Mm. So screw the children. <laughs> I need my women, right? Mm. I need to be able to sit and have coffee with a friend. I need to be able to go out and have a wine. And I, I do try and escape life sometimes. I'm not going to lie about that. I think it's mm. actually healthy. Um, and there's no escape, is there? No. <laughs> we are just, it, and there's no end in sight. And, um, you know, I try and find a moment of joy in every day, like that moonwalk will probably do for today. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's, I'm sure every woman or everybody probably feels the same, but I also feel this really sad heaviness about the fact that somehow a lot of the mental load has really, really fallen on women. Mm. And especially in our community, you know, mm. and I feel like we've gone back in time. Totally. Mm. work we're doing. I yeah. had a statistic the other day about how many women have actually had to give up their jobs yep. to, yeah. to make sure that they can look after their children and help them with homeschooling because mm. they, they just yeah. couldn't keep a full-time job going. And you're right, that actually takes you back 10, 15, 20 years yeah. To a place where they're not, they're going to have to catch up with their superannuation, and they're going to like all these things that have a knock-on effect because of that. And yeah. it's just, yeah, it's a really tough time. Mm. Things that we couldn't foresee, I, you know. I feel like I, um, it's been difficult with three daughters at three different schools, so and and different needs, different ages. But I think the most debilitating part for me is being stuck in the house doing housework all day. Mm. That is not the best, Mandy. It makes me want to cry mm. because I did that for 10 years. I committed to early parenting. I stayed home. I did everything. And then I started to get my life back. Mm. And then the world shut down. Mm. And I feel really sad about that. Mm. Even yeah. though it's important and I'm doing everything that needs to be done. But as Mandy, the 44-year-old, I feel sad about having to just go back to full-time housework again because yeah. it, it just, it never ends. No, it never no. does. It's no. worse during lockdown. It's, it's worse. <laughs> it's oh, more. Everything's more. They eat more. <laughs> yeah. They cry more. There's more yeah. rap. They make around. more mess. It's yep, like, it's more. yes, mm. the fighting. And, and, and the other part is trying to how does someone who's feeling sad then lift the family mm. up and keep your teenage girls feeling bright because they're 16 and they should not be stuck at home. It's so then- true. It is. I, I to, uh, I'm glad that you said that because I, I oscillate between, and I, I'm sure we all do, what, are, what do I need? What do they need more than ever? Um, yeah. And at some point also we do have to do what we need to be a better parent, to be able to support them, to be able, but at the same time, I don't want them to feel scared. I don't want them to feel sad. So it's what am I, what what are they hearing me talk about? What are they, you know, it's more about what they hear. It's not what you say to them. It's what they observe, right? Yeah, Mm. so if I'm ranting like I'm sick of housework Mm. and I'm sick of cooking and, you know, I don't want to be that mum that they remember. I already said that 10 years ago. I'm counting on them forgetting. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they're going to really remember this mum. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I know. And it is, I mean, sometimes it is just a change in perspective as well, you know, like switching things around in my own mind. Yesterday I just made a decision that I want our house to be, yesterday I'm like, I just want this to be fun. I want this to be a fun house that they remember it being fun because actually I'm pretty cranky and I have been pretty cranky and you're right, they're going to remember that Mm. unless I do something. So I was like, how do I make this fun? Um, Maybe I need to stop whinging that someone's on the PS4 or you've left a rollerblades lying around and just let the house turn to crap. Someone's weed on the seat (laughs) again. (laughs) 
I just let it just all. <laughs> I've implemented Wednesday night takeaway night where we, but it has to be through a drive-through. We're all in the car. I will not get out of the car. So it's not pizza. It's not fish and chips. It is the big chains. I will drive to whichever one those three children want. And then I will throw the rubbish in the bins at the place. I will not do dishes or bring the rubbish to my house. And they love it. Love it. Yeah. Like, can I have Red Rooster chips but Macca's nuggets? Yep. (laughs) Can I have a Slurpee from KFC? But yep. And that's what we do. Can we go to Guzman? He goes, yep, that'll take an hour. Great. (laughs) That's fantastic. There's many facets to that. They're being fed. It's time-wasting. It's yes. forced time together to work out. It's the, giving them decisions to be in ex- charge yes. of. Excellent. Yes. yes. That's it. Yep. That's all I've got and today's the day. <laughs> and they love it. But isn't it interesting? I think that's the one thing that I'm actually enjoying or that I've taken away from being forced into this very strange situation is I'm enjoying the smallness of life, mm. you know, like the the lack of complication the, the shoulds have been removed. You know, yesterday I, I went for a walk with a friend of mine from school and she lives nearby, so great, let's and catch up with her every couple of weeks. And, I, and we've got a child that's the same age, she's got a boy and I've got a girl. And she said, oh, do you want to bring her with her scooter? So we, we went for this walk and the kids took off on their scooters and then they ran around and they made up a make-believe game and it was just joy just to mm. see them enjoying play like really basic stuff out of the house. And I thought, and she said, we wouldn't, like if we were oh, in no, lockdown, we would good. not do this. Yeah. You oh, know, we, we wouldn't catch up at 3.45 on a Tuesday. You know, I wouldn't even be home from work, she we said. We like, wouldn't drink wine out of a cask in the park <laughs> at 3.45 on a Tuesday. <laughs> it was like, mentioned. Say no, that. no, no, it was mentioned, but we didn't have the facilities. <laughs> yes. I was right in the thick of driving everyone around. I was just sort of in that new stage for myself of driving constantly. Oh, mum taxi. Every, yeah, and so, I, I mean, that was getting tiring, so I've enjoyed the pause from that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. No school lunches. Oh. Oh, Give a high five to the universe for no school yeah, lunches. I agree. Who cares? Whatever I've got in my cupboard <laughs> is fine. You know, I don't need, oh, we need LCMs. No, we don't because we're not going to school. Yeah. So, you know, that is a joy that I have. Um, yeah. Not, I'd rather pack the lunch, but I'm still going to enjoy the fact that yeah. I don't have to. Yeah, the, the sleep-ins are kind of nice. I pushed the limit of the sleep-in as well. I've always yeah. been a morning person. Now all of a sudden I am not. <laughs> I do that. You've got to call in three minutes. Hurry up. <laughs> Just change your top. Don't worry about the bottom. No one will know. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, congratulations to you guys. And um, I just, yeah, I love that you got nominated for Australian of the Year. Like what a... I bet you didn't think that was on the cards when you started off on this little adventure. No, that was the biggest astonishment of 2020. Love that so much. Even bigger than a pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't have to Google what is Australian of the Year, but I did have to Google what's the difference between a pandemic and an epidemic. Yeah. But, you know, we're all over the pandemic now. Yeah, mm. things we never yeah. thought we'd have to Google. Mm. Oh. Listed away under that. Um, what's the name of the book before we let... You ladies go back into, there you go, the invisible, the invisible Life of Us. Love that. And yes. assuming that it's available at all good bookstores and online. Yes. Even bad bookstores. Even the bad ones. Even the crap yeah. ones. Yeah, great. Yeah. 
Yep. It's cheap at Kmart. I don't know what they do. They probably rip the publisher off, but it's very cheap there. <laughs> Love it. Yes, of course they rip the publisher off. That's nice. They're big W Kmart. Oh, yeah. look. Yeah. You know what, though? The it's clicking. Like $10 cheaper. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. But anyway, who cares? Go buy it, please. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Don't be shy. And the click and collect at those big stores is next level awesome. I've got to say, oh. I you might not be able to walk in and browse right now, but they, they're amazing. I went and got something from Kmart the other day and there's these three or four women working in there yep. and with like rows and rows of stuff really? all packed ready to tried. go. It was amazing. Every time I got I containers yesterday because we've decided to sort the Lego into oh, colours. Oh, great. It's going to take a huge amount of time. I'm great, thrilled. Great, great <laughs> idea. I love that. See, that's been another thing, getting things sorted. Yeah. Very good. My well, thank- daughter with the intellectual disability, she's really enjoying it. She, good. She can succeed with it. It's easy. Good. You can then, you know, she might actually be able to get a side hustle on that front. Yeah. Well, we're always thinking like that. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. I have thoroughly enjoyed this. I know Cecilia has. I'm just speaking on my behalf, but (laughs) thank you for having us. Having us. Enjoy your lockdown. Thank you. One day we might meet you in person. Yes. I hope we can have a wine and a wine. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Bye. 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 Oh, well, that was a breath of fresh air, wasn't it? Oh, look, you know, you can't get together with your ladies, but I just feel feel like we just did. I know, I do. <laughs> I just think it's so nice to talk about, you know, all of the things, whether it's mum life, looking after children. Just and, life. Well, and I think, like I said, shining lights on situations which mm. are not your average. No. You know? You know what I do love about getting older as a woman, though? Mm-hmm. The random conversations you can have with women, other women you've just met. <laughs> like, do you notice that? Yes. Like you'll go to true. a shop and you'll have this oh, yeah. really in-depth conversation with some woman that you're never going to see again and it's really cathartic. Yes. And you walk away and you're like, that was good. And I reckon it was good for her too. Yes. This is actually, we did that episode with Laura Mooker mm. and she'd written that book, Love Fracturally. Fracturally? No. Uh, hang on. The Science of Why We Love Factually. Oh, and I'm say it again because I talked over you. Okay. Love Factually, Mm -hmm. and she talked about having random conversations with people and how much they would share with her, thinking that, I'm never going to see that person again. It's amazing. Yes, but there's some therapy in that. So therapeutic because there's no strings attached. Mm. It's like the kindness of strangers. you Unless know, you're on you... a plane, or not that we've been on a plane, but it's like, you know, a, a long haul flight and you get to like totally learn the person next to you and then you start following them on Instagram and then I've got people that I've done oh. that with and then two years later I have no idea actually yeah. much about this person other than that 18 hours on a flight. Well, it's quite an intensive time you spent <laughs> 18 hours sitting next to each other. it's funny to watch them live their life yeah. and actually not really know no. them at all. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Well, Kate and Mandy are an absolute delight mm-hmm. and, yeah, their podcast is called Two Peas and a Podcast mm-hmm. and they tell it like it is. Bless they their do. cotton socks. I bet they've got lots of reviews. No, <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> do you want to look or you might no, get a bit jealous? No, I get sad. So there's no pressure for anyone to just go and leave. Go and leave. Go and take a listen to their podcast as well mm. and leave us all reviews. That would be amazing. Yep. We would love that. Yep. We would be very grateful. I would, so really what we need is we just need Annabelle Crabb to give us a shout out in her podcast, which is what happened with right. them, and also um, be nominated for Australian of the oh. Year. And then, you know, we'll be on Kate and Mandy. There no, you go. I, I don't begrudge them at all. They are wonderful <laughs> women. 
Oh, <laughs> anyway, well, we've brilliant. had our noms. We Don't have. worry. Mm-hmm. All about the noms yes, and noms. the silver awards. Woo! We, we are award winners. Okay. Anyway. Let's go. We've gone delirious right. now. Yeah, we have lost it. This is the third third recording for the day, and this is why we don't do three in a row all the time because we end up a bit baddie Loose. by the end of it. We hit. We we finish on a high. Okay, Cecilia. Until next time. Yes, we hope that this episode. Well, actually, no. I don't hope. I know this episode's left you <laughs> feeling happier, healthier, and a lot better. Oh yeah. Listener.